Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we continue discussing Chris Godwin's interviews with CBS Sports and Casey Phillips. But first, Bruce Arians addressed the media following the first padded practice of training camp. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at Yarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story is Bruce Arians addressed the media following practice today. It was the first padded practice for the Buccaneers in this abbreviated training camp. And one of the things that Coach Arians was asked about was watching the offense and the defense go against each other. And he dove in a little bit, talking about there was a really good ebb and flow, and each side of the ball won some of their battles. But um, he had a little bit more to say about the defense. It's it's a tough defense to see right away with all the blitzes and our guys. I think our backs are doing a heck of a job uh, picking up the blitzes and, and blocking their guys. So, you know, we've been going against each other in shorts, first day in pads, obviously. And, uh, you know, I liked the effort. I thought the enthusiasm was good. And then uh, the hitting, you could hear the practice. Yeah, always an exciting day when you finally get to put the pads on. And, and this is something that a lot of these NFL players have just been chomping at the bit to go do but you know there's a little bit more involved when you put the pads on and it's not just t-shirts and shorts and Brady slinging the ball all over the place because there's really nothing that he's going up against and you know there were um, you know there were quite a few positive signs coming out of this David yeah I mean I gotta say uh, for as, as as much as you know you have to keep everything in perspective it is day one in pads like everybody's been talking about but it's there's obvious excitement about the Buccaneers or any NFL team just practicing pads at all because it's just one step closer to actually having a season, you know, whether there's 25% fans in the stadium, 30, none even. The fact that there is going to be a football season and they are continuously moving towards that goal and towards accomplishing that mission is encouraging. And, you know, I mean, uh, people, a, lot of, a lot of people talk about, you know, they use sports as a way to get away from the stresses of real life or being you know, part of their day-to-day that they just kind of want to forget about for a little bit, whether it be your commute or maybe a personal problem going on. You use sports to do that. And if you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, they've been giving you plenty of reasons to kind of be happy about something versus, you know, maybe whatever is getting you down. Uh, me personally, I just kind of enjoy the drama and the competition of it. But, you know, anytime we can have that that sport return, you know, I, I've been watching basketball in the bubble as much as I can and, you know, getting ready to watch football. It's just it's an exciting thing to have happen with all the stuff that's going on in our country, society, and the world in general. But really, James, what had me excited is the fact that Bruce Arians is praising his running backs for blitz pickups. And granted, it's against their own defense. You know, Ronald Jones, uh, it is a tough defense to pick up. Of course, it's a tough defense to read, but Ronald Jones, this is his second year seeing this Todd Bowles defense. Dario Gumbawale, same thing. LaShawn McCoy, I mean, he didn't say specific running backs, so we don't know which ones exactly he's talking about. But hopefully he's talking about some of those main key players like Rojo, like LaShawn. Uh, like Dar, I mean, LaShawn not known for pass pickups or pass blitz pickups anyway. But then, of course, we saw some other things on social media today, like first-round draft pick Tristan Wirth struggling a little bit against guys like Shaq Barrett, which I think everybody can give him a pass on. Don't you know? We don't need to label him a bust yet. But I, I do like the fact that Bruce is already kind of hitting on some of these key things that we saw the Buccaneers struggle with last year, 
like pass pro from the running back position. And then we're seeing some social media stuff going on about Tristan Wirfs, you know, getting baptized by fire, man. I mean, it's the NFL, brother. It's You're getting paid now. It's time to go out there and earn your keep. And, you know, I think Tristan's going to be a lot better from getting kind of thrown in the deep end. Yeah, definitely some encouraging words about the running backs because, you know, a lot of our listeners are going to remember last year, Ronald Jones got benched for missing a blitz pickup. So that's something that Bruce Arians and the coaching staff take very seriously. And if you can't do that job, you have to get off the field. That's just the way that they run things. So, yeah, definitely some some positive news coming out of that first day of padded practice. But again, like you said, it is the first day. So we're going to temper those expectations just a little bit. Coming up in just a minute, we are going to continue our Chris Godwin conversation. David uh, started it without me yesterday. I appreciate him doing so, but we're going to dive in to a little bit more about what Chris had to say. But first, we got to talk about our friends over at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. Why do you need to spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You don't. You just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. When they ask, you know, who sent you? How did you hear about us? There's a little box. All we ask that you do is you type in locked on right there in that how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Sports world saw what was coming for the Bucks. You guys land the greatest quarterback of all time. The greatest tight end of all time. Oh, and not to mention, LaShawn McCoy is a piece to the puzzle. Yeah. What do you what do you think about the collection of talent you guys now have? I don't think anybody could have predicted this. I know like throughout the whole offseason, like I was watching, I'm like, like what are the odds that we really get Tom? You know what I'm saying? And then we get, I'm like, oh, like, like we like we here now. You know, like we got like a real like shot to do to make some real noise. And then we get Gronk. And that trumps up even more. And now you add a guy like LaShawn with his, you know, like with his track record, you know, like what he's been able to do and just like his leadership qualities and be able to help that, that, that running back room. Man, I think we got a lot of really talented guys that are really going to make some splash plays and like we'll really be here, you know, down the stretch of the season. Tuesday, August 17th, 2020, here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Rob Gronkowski is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. LaShawn McCoy. Mike Evans and, of course, Chris Godwin are all Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Bruce Arians is the head coach. It's a great day to be a Buccaneers fan. I think hopefully all you guys out there are super excited and pumped to see what's what's next to come here in the 2020 NFL season for your Buccaneers as they get ready for the season's first day of live practices. We heard from Bruce Arians in the first segment. That, of course, was wide receiver Chris Godwin talking to uh, Nate Burleson through CBS Sports, not NFL Network, where it's, which is where I prefer my Nate Burleson coverage to come from. But 
all the same anyway. And yeah, this kind of picks up from yesterday. We had a lot of Chris Godwin, you know, Chris Godwin focused uh, episode on Monday there as uh, going over some stuff that he spoke about with Casey Phillips, the Buccaneers team reporter. And this just kind of continues his weekend of media exposure, talking with Nate Burleson about all the excitement surrounding the Buccaneers and about the Super Bowl expectations surrounding the team. And I mean, the possibility of this team, and you talk about a quarterback like Tom Brady's already made history. Now he has the opportunity to lead a team to who could possibly become the first team in NFL history to host and play in the Super Bowl in their home stadium. So James, I mean, I said plenty. I said about 30 to 35 minutes worth of my thoughts of Chris Godwin, really coming from his rookie season to uh, this coming into his fourth season now. After hearing that and hearing what he and Nate Burleson were talking about, what are you? how are you kind of feeling about Chris Godwin specifically entering the season and what he had to say about the Buccaneers? I expect him to have another huge year. That's That's my expectations. He's sitting there talking about how he's watching all the coverage and he had such a massive year with Jameis Winston as his quarterback last season. And he's sitting there and all he's thinking about is, are we really about to get Tom Brady? So, you know, we have to expect him to have a, a massive season and, and be a focal point of this offense, much like he was last year. Um, and then, yeah, how, how can these players not be excited about the other additions like Rob Gronkowski and, and LaShawn McCoy, but at the end of the day, they have to put it together. They are the ones that have to work together, succeed, and meet the expectations of the fan base, of the national media, and not turn around and, and poop the bed and become the laughingstock of the NFL after all of these major, major moves. So I expect Chris to go out there and be himself and do his thing and as a result, he's going to end up with over a thousand yards. He's going to end up with you know six, seven, eight touchdowns because there's a lot of touchdowns to be spread around amongst all of these all of these weapons. But yeah, I mean, it just it doesn't surprise me in the least that that that's his reaction to a question like that. Right, and I mean, and what you hit on there kind of goes back to something that Chris also said in in, in some of those clips that we talked about yesterday where, you know, there is only one ball. And, James, we talked about that specifically when we talked about the potential of maybe adding a guy like Josh Gordon, which now, you know, with, with the cap situation the Buccaneers obviously have, probably not going to happen. And I hear reports that, you know, as soon as Gordon becomes available for the 2020 season, the Seahawks are essentially planning to roll out the red carpet and bring him back uh, to Seattle for this season. But either way, you know, Chris, you talked about, you know, there is, there's only one ball. So how many weapons can you really have? And I think, you know, you look back to the Golden State Warriors – a most recent memory, you know, they kind of had that same problem. They had Steph Curry in there. You had Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and they brought in Kevin Durant. And on the hope that there's only one ball, but at the end of the day, there's also only one championship trophy. And as far as those four guys who are trying to share the ball are holding up that championship trophy, nobody's going to care who had how many reps or who had how many catches, how many touchdowns at the end of the season. If you know, and we know that about these guys. If Mike Evans finishes the 2020 season in February holding the Lombardi trophy in his first Super Bowl champion in championship in his first postseason experience of his career playing in Raymond James Stadium. He is not going to care if he finished the year with 40 catches, 800 yards and two touchdowns. Now that's not going to happen, but I'm just saying if you were to ask Mike Evans, hey Mike, if those were your stats, but you're holding a Lombardi trophy in your home locker room as your first first time entering the postseason, are you willing to accept that? He's he's probably going to say that's not going to happen. But in his heart of hearts, he would accept it because that's how this team is focused. Chris Godwin is the same way. Rob Gronkowski is the same way. OJ Howard, et cetera, et cetera. All of these guys are focused on the same thing, and that is getting better, getting gelled together, and winning a championship because they're not trying to shy away from the hype. They're trying to 
answer the hype. They're trying to trying to validate the hype and go out there and like again, like Chris said on yesterday's episode and, and in his interview with Casey, going out there and proving it over and over and over again. Uh, Tom Brady, James, we were just talking about Tom Brady on the Peter King podcast. Uh, that's something that we're hoping to bring to our listeners here in the next couple of days and kind of go over that more in depth. But something that he talked about with Peter King is, you know, there's no entitlement to him when when he thinks about his career and he thinks about what he's coming into. And as far as, you know, the treatment people give him and, and all that stuff, for him, there's no expectation of entitlement. He's coming in every single day, every single moment of practice, in every meeting room, and in every game, trying to earn his keep, trying to prove that he has a place in the league. And I think that's something that's helped keep him motivated and keep him competitive despite all of the accolades and the championships that he's had. Uh, but James, speaking of that Chris Godwin conversation with Casey, we did have some more clips that uh, we did not get to yesterday. So now that you're back here with me, I did want to get to some of those clips. The first one is Chris Godwin talking about Tom Brady's arm strength. And this is a topic that has been going around since, you know, the off season, since the end of last season, does Tom Brady still have the arm? And Chris Godwin answered that very question for Casey. Over the last couple of years, you've heard people on TV talking about Tom and they love to talk about how like his arm is dying or, you know, he's not what he used to be. And so like, because of that, like I was just expecting to see, uh, you know, like like not that great arm strength or whatever, but like we get out and start throwing and he's, he's letting that thing rip. Like he's letting it fly. Like there's a lot of velocity in the ball, a lot of touch. And it's it, like, it, there's a difference, you know? And, so I'm glad people are talking down about it because I know the truth about it and I'm excited about what's to come. That was something, and, and David, we talked about it going way back to right after the signing. You know, I sat down and I started working on, uh, you know, Brady's top 10 games since 2010 that uh, nobody read on Bucks Nation. So I just stopped doing it. Um, but I, I was watching some of his games from 2019. And there was no dip in velocity. There was no, there were no issues with, with his arm strength. Yet he can't bomb it 80 yards in the air like he used to, but you don't need him to. And in fact, when, when Bruce Arians was speaking to the media earlier today, he was asked about Brady's arm strength. And he said that, you know, he thought that Brady answered that question on the first day and he's out there dropping 60 yard dimes. Like, what more do you want from him? He doesn't have to throw it 60 yards in the air anymore. He's got Godwin. He's got Evans. He's got Gronk. He's got OJ. He's got Scotty Miller. He's got guys that can make plays and, you know, get yards after catch. He doesn't need to be the Tom Brady that we saw with Randy Moss. What he needs to be is the Tom Brady that he is in 2020 with playmakers around him being the greatest quarterback of all time, not just with his arm, but with his brain. You know, that's what you bring him in for. That's what he's here to do. He's here to be a leader. He's here to use that phenomenal football mind of his to take a team as talented as the Buccaneers to a place that they haven't been to in 13 years, and that's the postseason. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's always going to be some concerns about a quarterback, especially an aging quarterback. And uh, again, you know, listening to to Peter King's interview with Tom Brady, um, again, audio that you know we hope to bring to our audience later this week uh, for you guys. But we do have a lot of audio to sift through, so uh, we'll we'll get to as much of it as we can before the week ends. Um, but hopefully, we can bring that to you. And 
Peter King said something that, that kind of hit me because he's talking about Tom Brady's transition from being a quarterback in the New England Patriots to being the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, I mean, I don't want to draw, you know, any false connections or anything like that, James, but uh, Tom Brady joined the New England Patriots the same year that I joined the United States Army. And here we are both 20 years later in the middle of dramatic transitions. Granted, Tom Brady is, you know, a world-beater NFL quarterback, Hall of Famer. I'm just, you know, a lonely soldier retiring and moving into civilian life. But it's it's amazing to think that my entire professional career up to this point, uh, Tom Brady has been leading the New England Patriots and doing it in great fashion. And then you look at last year, and so many people kind of draw back from what he was able to do in his 20th year. Listen, I'm going to tell you guys right now, my 20th year of doing this was not highlight real material. But Tom Brady's, the the fact that the New England Patriots were even in the playoffs does it to me does nothing but solidify his hall of fame status if it wasn't already solidified you know as much as it is two of his top five leaning receivers from the new england Patriots last year running backs james white and rex burkhead was his fifth leading receiver on the new england Patriots last year julian edelman his leading receiver to be expected muhammad sanu philip dorsett so people talk about getting the ball deep muhammad sanu's got some length yeah you know he, he's not the, the blow the top off the defense type of guy philip dorsett uh, still a speedy guy, I think, but I think he's more of a, he's a he's a short area type guy more than he is again kind of a stretch guy. You're not looking at a Deshaun Jackson type of guy. You're not looking at a Scotty Miller type of guy, a guy that can get out there and stretch the field, stretch the defense, and that's what defenses did against the New England Patriots. They came in and, and they they forced everything in to stay in front of them. They they forced Tom Brady to take that check down. There's a reason James White and Julian Edelman combined for 172 receptions. And it's not because Tom Brady couldn't push the ball downfield. It's because Tom Brady doesn't have anybody to push the ball downfield to. I mean, is Mohamed Sanu going to threaten the average deep safety of these days? Is Philip Dorsett really going to threaten the average safety these days? I mean, Jacoby Myers is number six on that list. You know, uh, and, and surprisingly enough, out of all that list, Jacoby Myers is the guy with the, high, the highest yards per reception uh, average with 13.8 yards, which still comes in below what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers receivers had last year. Um, again, talking about what Tom Brady was doing day one, we saw on social media, you know, that, that Tom Brady and Scotty Miller hooked up on a, I think it was a 90 yard touchdown pass. Now, Grant, I don't know how many air yards that was, but there's your evidence right there. Tom Brady's throwing, like you said, throwing bombs, throwing dimes, uh, to receivers on day one. And in theory, it's as long as they, as long as he can stay healthy, that's, that's the big question. Uh, it's only going to get better and better. Yeah. Something that, that OJ Howard spoke about when, when he was, with the media after practice was that, you know, Tom Brady can make throws that he can't clearly see, you know, a hundred percent, but he expects and trusts that the intended target will be there. And, you know, when he does that, it, it, OJ said that it, it sticks with you. You know, that, that Tom trusts you basically and it gets in the heads of the receivers and the tight ends, and it allows them to all be on the same page and, and develop that trust, develop that chemistry, develop that rapport. And that he's OJ says, you know, that's just a different type of leadership that I see from Tom. So that's that's what you're that's what you're looking at here. And yeah, you're 100 percent right. Health is a huge huge factor in all of this because if if Tom Brady goes out there and you know, gets gets his head ripped off in week two. You know, this is all for nothing. This is all a lost <laughs> cause at that point. Not that I have anything personally against Blaine Gabbert, 
but I don't think Blaine Gabbert's the quarterback that we expected or wanted to see under center in 2020 after, you know, Brady left New England to join the Bucs. So it's kind of surreal. I, I have to laugh about it to see these videos and these photos of, you know, Brady running practice. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll show my wife and be like, hey, you want to see something really awesome? And I'll show her a, a quick little video of him showing or throwing an out route to Mike Evans or whatever it is. And she'll be like, I never thought I would see the day that you'd be so happy about a Tom Brady video. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. It's wild. It is absolutely wild to think about. But, yeah, I mean, we've, we've gone over it time and time again. And I almost feel bad for the players who continue to be asked about it. But that's the big news. I mean, that's what people want to hear about. That's what people want to ask about. That's what people want to read about. You know, whatever the case may be. Buccaneers fans are hyped to have somebody like this that can take a team that they see is playoff ready, that the talent is a championship caliber roster and just haven't had the leadership to get them there. And that's what everybody talks about when they're asked, whether it's Godwin, Evans, OJ, whoever, leadership leadership his leadership's incredible it's a different kind of leadership there's a trust there you know, all those things and and that's what's so important at this stage we know tom has the talent it's about leading these guys to somewhere they've never been to before i mean david how many people how many players on this roster have been to the playoffs brady shady gronk jpp shack sue, Shaq, yeah. sue that's it, right? Yeah. Jensen. Jensen probably went to the playoffs with the Ravens. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't know for sure, but probably. But the pro I mean, the problem with all of those names is they're all wearing different colors when they're doing it. <laughs> right, right. But you know, this is a extremely talented roster lacking a massive amount of experience where it counts. And I think that's what, what have you know, what has people so excited about this and why, you know, people like Chris Godwin have to keep answering questions about it is because this is what it's all about. If they don't do it this year, when are they going to do it? That is a very valid point. And, and you talk about the opportunities that a quarterback like Tom Brady gives to his receivers. Uh, you know, you go back to that first interception, you know, that Mike Edwards got off of them. Uh, that was, you know, that was a throw intended for Cyril Grayson. I mean, not, Mike Evans, not Chris Godwin, Cyril Grayson, the guy who may not even make the final roster. You know what I mean? Um, he was supposed to be in a certain spot. He ran the, the route too long. He wasn't in the spot. Mike Edwards was. Um, that's why Mike Edwards is getting meaningful snaps. That's why Cyril Grayson is fighting for a roster spot. And, you know, no no shade to to Grayson. I mean, he's, he's doing more with the, with the football life than I ever was capable of doing. So, you know, far be it for me to throw shade at him, but it is, it is what it is. Tom Brady is going to go out there. He's going to help coach up his receivers. He's going to help tell them what he expects of them. And he's going to put the ball where they're supposed to be, and he's going to give them that opportunity to show that they're doing the right thing. But at the same time, when your quarterback gives you the opportunity to show that you're doing the right thing, it's also going to give you the opportunity to expose that you're not doing the right thing. Um, and, and again, I can't remember exactly where I heard that story from, but according to that story, Bruce Arians very, very uh, emphatically let Cyril Grayson know just how badly he had messed up that opportunity to catch a pass from the greatest quarterback to ever play in the game. So talk about leadership. It's, it's all over the place in that organization. And I think, you know, as much as this team has had hype over the last, you know, three to five years from time to time, I think this year is a little bit more different. This year it's a little bit more believable 
I think a lot of Buccaneers fans still don't want to completely dedicate themselves to it just because they're scared of getting burned again. But I mean, you talked about it. Uh, you know, yesterday I wrote, or uh, on Sunday rather, I had two 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 articles, two posts go up for BucksNation.com. One about Chris Godwin talking about Tom Brady's arm strength, that clip right there that we just showed, and one talking about his journey from being a rookie to entering his fourth year. Uh, the one about Brady's arm strength took me about 15 minutes to transcribe and write. The one about his journey from rookie to, to third year took me much longer, much more in-depth, much more you know uh, time invested in it. And the Tom Brady post on its second day is still the most read piece of work on BucksNation.com. So it just kind of shows Bucks fans, <laughs> Tom Brady fans, NFL fans. They just can't get enough of Tom Brady. Brady rules the world. Brady rules the world. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And David, we have uh, one more clip from Chris Godwin's conversation with Casey Phillips over there at Buccaneers.com. But you are a vet. You're not this rookie. You've grown so much. You have established yourself in this league. What do you feel like your responsibilities are in terms of leadership to, you know, the team overall, the offense, the wide receivers? Or do you feel like with guys like Brady, Gronk, Mike Evans, and even now LaShawn McCoy coming in, that maybe that's not as necessary for you? Um, I kind of look at it, uh, I guess, a little bit of both. You know, I think when you look at guys like Brady um, and, you know, Gronk and LaShawn coming in, you know, I think they are leaders in, in their own right. Um, and obviously they have a ton of experience that we can, that we all can lean on. Um, but I also see myself as being a leader in this on this team, in my room, you know, in this offense. And because of that, you know, I want to try to help the young guys as much as I can, you know, because when I came in, Mike, D-Jack, Hunt, like they all were right there for me. Any questions I had, you know, they were right there to answer for me. And I really respected that. And, I, and that really helped me grow and accelerate my growing process. So I want to be able to do the same thing for whatever young guys that we have to try to help them be the best version of themselves that they can be. Yeah. And David, you have to think that he's he's talking a little bit about Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson in that. But being a leader, you know, for for Godwin isn't necessarily just teaching the young guys. It might be a little bit of teaching the old guys and being there to answer questions from them. You have Brady and Gronk and, and Shady coming over. Well, Godwin's a, a, a second-year player in this offense. He's going to be a guy that you know those other players can lean on for information. Hey, when we're calling this, when you're doing this, you know, how is that? You know, how is this play working? How is that play working? What does Bruce expect in, in these situations? So there's going to be some collaboration. And Godwin being a sounding board for Tom and Gronk and, and Shady, you know, that's leadership right there. No, he doesn't have the experience that those guys have. No, he doesn't have the success that those guys have had over the course of their, of their career. That doesn't mean he can't lead them. That doesn't mean he can't be, you know, reliable to them and, and show them what needs to be done as far as this offense is concerned. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, not every leader is wearing four stars on their shoulders. You know what I mean? Not everybody has to be a general out there on the field. And most often, more often than not, there's only room for one general. And uh, I think Tom Brady's pretty much already got that title well wrapped up. Uh, but Chris hit it right on the head. You know, there are opportunities for him to be a leader, whether it, it be in the wide receiver room or on the field, you know, by example, in practice, stuff like that. Th those are his opportunities to be leaders. Uh, or to be a leader. And to your point, uh, there, there were clips last year, you know, from the sideline of, of Mike and Chris talking after a drive and, and Mike going to Chris and saying, Hey, what did you see in this coverage? What did you see from this defender when you did that? What happened? You know, how did they respond? Stuff like that. And that's that professional respect, you know, a guy like Mike Evans considered 
you know, top five in the NFL, top 10 in the NFL, kind of depending on which circle you're talking to, uh, is, is going over to Chris Godwin in his third year as an NFL pro first year as what you would probably call a true starter uh, and asking him what he's seen. That's, that's that trust and that's that bond that that performance, that professionalism that Chris has brought into the NFL really since year one. You know, not the performance as much, the performance he's had to build on, but the professionalism and the, and the mature approach to the game is really what impressed his team and his teammates from, from the jump. And then, yeah, talking to, to Scotty Miller in Tampa last year, um, I asked him directly, I said, you know, who do you credit most? You know, he had been doing some good things for the team. This was shortly before he got hurt, unfortunately. And I said, who do you kind of credit most for you being able to do what you've been doing? Because, you know, go, again, go back and remember, he missed a, a big part of training camp, a big important part of training camp because he was injured himself. And he hit very first names out of his mouth were Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, but also Brashad Perryman was one of them too. And you could almost see his face light up just, you know, the, just talking about the insight and the advice and, and the mentoring that he had gotten from those two uh, receivers. And Chris Godwin, again, in his third year, a, a very young guy himself still. Um, it, it, you know, it means a lot to those guys. And then you see Scotty Miller catching a touchdown pass from Tom Brady in the first day of padded practice. Again, not, not saying put Scotty Miller on your Pro Bowl ballots, but I'm just saying you know, that leadership and that influence has a real impact on the team. And it's good to see that it's happening. All right. Well, David, I think that is going to wrap things up for us. We have, you know, ladies and gents, we have plenty more audio that we're going to sift through and and react to. And David, it's another star studded lineup for um, media availability following practice today. If you are listening to this on Tuesday, obviously you got Bruce Arians, but then also Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, and uh, Donovan Smith all meeting with the media. So we have we have our work cut out for us trying to uh, cherry pick the best quotes to uh, to discuss from uh, from those guys. And then of course yesterday's meetings with OJ Howard, Bruce Arians, and Jason Pierre-Paul. So you know what would help me out a little bit. And what's again, that? and again, this isn't this is what they call in in the quote unquote radio biz podcast biz. They call to action, right? So our listeners out there, you guys are, have been great supporting this show throughout the Aussie and throughout COVID and the non-news period and all that stuff. And we've been doing our best to bring you meaningful content and not just, you know, fill your ears with garbage uh, whenever you decide to download our show. And we greatly appreciate you. Um, as all these people are talking, this is an exciting time, right? Because it's all here. But you guys already know this. James and I have full-time jobs. So to go through all of this audio and, and pick it out ourselves, uh, there, there's not all the time in the world to do that, unfortunately. So if you have a specific, I mean, we're going to do it if we have to anyway, but if you have a specific quote or a specific answer from one of these players or one of the coaches that you want to hear James and I discuss and you want to hear our take, or you want to send in a voicemail about that yourself and then get our response to your take, um, you guys already know how to do that. Go ahead and do that. And if and I, that'll help me kind of sift through these quotes a little bit and pick them out. Uh, instead of in, If you don't, that's fine. You're just going to get the ones that James and I think are most valuable. Uh, and then we'll give you our opinions on those. But if you want to hear our opinion on something one of these players says, guarantee you Donovan Smith is probably going to get asked about how much he considered opting out and all that stuff. So if you have an opinion on what he says about that or, or whatever, uh, by all means, hit us up on Twitter. You know, Hit us up on the voicemail line that James is about to drop and let us know what you think. Yep, of course, you can do that by uh, giving us a call at 813-444-5841. You can hit us up on Twitter, tag at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and or at Bucks underscore Nation. Um, yeah, check out everything that we're doing over at Bucks Nation. Lots of good coverage over there about training camp. Go read David's Chris Godwin stuff. It was fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Just because it doesn't say Tom Brady in the headline doesn't mean you shouldn't read it because it's, it's, it's good. Okay. It's good. 
So head over to BucksNation.com and uh, and check out everything going on over there. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.